What's up everybody? Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. Uh, if you watch this show all the time, thank you. If you're new to the show, this is a show where we talk to early stage founders, investors, lawmakers, anybody that's helping move this movement forward in the most professional way and like doing real shit, you know, smoking weed and doing real shit. That's kind of the combination that we have here. <laughs> uh, if you do watch this show that you know by now uh, that edibles or non-smokables is this massive part of the industry, I actually think for the first time uh, revenue from edibles or non-smokables has surpassed uh, that of smokable or flowers, oils, etc., uh, which is a fascinating thing. So we have one of the premier companies today that creates edibles or non-smokables, whatever. I guess we'll find out what she calls it. Uh, Juliana of Auntie Dolores. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us about the name. It has, we were talking a little, a little bit before, has a very interesting origin. Can you yeah. tell us about that? So the name was conceived in Dolores Park here in San Francisco. Cool. And um, Dolores means pain. So the name is a double entendre. It's anti-pain. Got it. That's where the name comes from. Got it. From. So not auntie though auntie you could call her auntie you could call her whatever you want <laughs> and is there like a figure in your mind i mean that that auntie dolores looks like you know what we at one point we thought we should have like a caricature of somebody um and we tried to create who auntie dolores would look like yeah. and what would she be and i i kind of realized that it's better when there's not a, a form associated ah. with it because ah. then it leaves more to the imagination Mm. And it's a concept. It's like anti-pain, you know, edibles as your anti-pain management tool, yep. right? So yep. it's yeah, like your great aunt could be super soothing and mm -hmm. help you with your pain. I get yeah. it. So tell us that story. You're in Dolores Park. <laughs> How far along are you with the business when when the name comes up? Well, um, the the business was originally called Baby Cakes, okay. and that wasn't gonna fly forever. Yep. So, because um, we used to make the little corn cakes and all these different little products, Got it. Um, little cake items. So, um, and then yeah, it just came to us. One of my friends that was with us is a Spanish speaker, and she made the connection. She's like, well, because another friend had suggested let's use Dolores, because here's yeah. Dolores Park, and yeah. such a great like San Francisco thing, yeah. you know. And then um, someone said, well, how about Auntie Dolores? And then I was like, yeah, I like that. That's good. Mm -hmm. And then my Spanish speaker friend said, yeah, because Dolores means pain. And mm -hmm. then it would be anti-pain. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, that's amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that one. And then Treatables is another name that was... Um, we got the trademark on it and then someone had opposed the trademark because there was another company and yep. so we thought we'd have to abandon that name and then it turned out the other company abandoned their trademark so then we scooped it up and that's that's also a great brand name. I'm really happy we were able to secure that trademark. Yeah, sure. So let's talk about what's on the table. This is the most amazing part of my job where <laughs> people just come and put amazing things in front of me. But uh, yeah, two distinct brands here, right? Mm -hmm. So Auntie Dolores and then Treatables is this CBD dog treats, mm -hmm. which for a lot of people watching will be uh, pretty astonished. <laughs> uh, I think that there are cannabis products for dogs, but tell us a little bit about how that got started. So that got started in 2013. Um, we'd already been in business for about five years. Uh -huh. And uh, we just wanted to start making dog treats and cat treats and all kinds of treats, which we will start doing pretty soon. Um, but uh, the idea is, you know, dogs have all these ailments that are, you know, addressed really successfully with CBD. 
and why not just bake the CBD into the products just mm -hmm. like we do with all our other products yep. and um, give the dog something that they like to eat that's tasty and it's nutritious and it's all superfood ingredients. Yep. And then there's CBD and it's just, they can't even taste it, but it's got all the amazing effects for them. And how did you know that there would be any demand for something like this? Um, well, a lot of uh, patients were requesting it, actually. Okay. They were okay. asking us, like, you guys should make some, you for know, dogs. how about something for dogs? They and we're like, my dog's super hyper. And, like, yeah. I, yeah, and I mean... Because there's we, doggy Xanax and stuff yeah. like oh, that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, there's so yeah. many yeah. dogs on, on pharmaceuticals. Which is crazy. Pro Prozac and, yeah. like, all this kind of yeah. stuff. So, yeah, um, a lot of those dogs are using treatables instead now, though. So Got that's, it. So that's pretty cool to get the testimonials. And how much CBD is in it? It's about one milligram per um, one small treat, and then those are the big treats. Those have 2.5 milligrams. Okay. Uh, and so at the smallest dose, I mean, what could you expect? How is your dog going to react yeah. after eating it? Um, it depends on what ailment you're addressing with the product. Okay. Um, if they're an anxious dog, yep. that's probably the main reason that people are using this for their pets. Yeah. For anxiety, separation anxiety, mm -hmm. and thunderstorms, and car rides, and trips to the vet. That kind of thing mm -hmm. um, and you can just give it to the dog a couple minutes before it takes effect within like 10-15 minutes oh, wow. yeah it's really oh, fast wow. yeah how is it so fast acting I don't know it's weird it's like is that I just dog this anatomy is just part or? of the research that needs to happen that we don't yeah. have yet yeah. because of how cannabis and hemp are classified on you know the Controlled Substance Act list so um, with the CBD, it's just, this actually comes from hemp, so it's, it's it. not, there's no THC in the product at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it does, does wonders and encapsulated in some delicious. That's really cool. So you have dogs? I don't. You don't no, have dogs? Right yeah. Now. Got it. I wish. That's kind of sad. Yeah, I live in San Francisco. I can't have a dog either, but it's kind of yeah, unfair to the dog. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. One downside of living in the best city in the world. But uh, <laughs> anyway, and then there's all these awesome uh, flavors here, right? So yeah, blueberry, blueberry pumpkin, pumpkin uh, more blueberry and pumpkin. Yeah, there's a small and a large size. Got it. Got it. And what do these retail for? I mean, what can what can you buy? About twenty four dollars to thirty two dollars okay. for the big treats. Okay, yeah. And and the idea here is that you use it in certain situations, right? Like yeah. you said, like they're go they need to go to the doctor mm -hmm. or they need a shot or something. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or for dogs with um, seizures. Got I've it. had a lot of success. Dogs with cancer. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't need much. I mean, animals have an endocannabinoid system, but they definitely are more sensitive to the cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't even need a lot of THC to get high. Mm -hmm. I mean, some yeah. people have seen their dogs accidentally get high. Yeah. Um, but this this product is you, you can't overdose on it because there's there's nothing toxic about CBD. Yeah. It's totally safe. So yeah, I mean I don't know of any reported cases of people overdosing on THC anyway, right? I mean yeah. maybe there are, maybe there's outliers yeah. somewhere, but I think uh, medically that's pretty much the the deal. It's scary to see a dog go through that though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Nobody not, wants to get their dog yeah. high. That we're not yeah. uh, we're not condoning that. A little here. bit of THC is good, but yeah. we don't. Unfortunately, we can't put it in our product because we're selling it worldwide now. But but you would want to. If, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Got it. Yeah, if we could, if there was no restrictions, we would definitely put a little bit of THC in there. Not got enough it. to be psychoactive because the ratio would always be strong enough whereby it wasn't psychoactive with the CBD level much higher. Um, but to have that that well-rounded, you know, profile of cannabinoids is is really good. We yeah. do put a little CBN and CBG. Okay. And those are non-psychoactive. Got it. Interesting. And you're going worldwide now. I mean, how yeah. how is that move going? 
we just get orders from all over the world. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Like Scotland and Australia and South America crazy. and India. And, yeah. yeah. And just all over the country, too. Anywhere dogs are, basically. Yeah. And we've yeah. got um, quite a few pet stores all over the world, too. Ah, yeah. ah. We're starting to and branch out into when the you pet. go pitch a pet store, how does that work? I mean, what well, we actually you? have um, a couple chain stores. Um, there's one in Seattle called All the Best. Okay. They've got 12 stores. And then we work with a couple distributors. Got it. Um, so they're out there selling our product I to see. pet shops. I see, yeah. And then we work directly with pet shops as well. Uh -huh. Lots of them in the Bay Area. Got it. So tell me a little bit more about the economics. You said 24 to 32 at retail, mm -hmm. and then what would a wholesaler buy it for? What would the uh, pet store yeah, buy it for? Yeah, it's basically half that. Basically yeah. half. It's a Got keystone it. markup pretty much Got everywhere. It. Got yeah. it. Got it. Totally. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get back to the human side a little <laughs> bit. That's fascinating, and I think people that are watching this show are going to be like, what? But, uh, so... A lots of awesome variety here too. This this caramel corn. Those are uh, samples. And I love the packaging. I mean, Thank can you, you tell us a little bit about how the packaging came together? I mean, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was really fun. Uh, we designed everything internally with our team, and uh, you know, we did a great job with the designs. When we got the canisters in the beginning, there was some problems with it, so we've had to do quite a few adjustments. But overall. It's meant to just um, really stand out as unique because our product is really unique with other products on mm -hmm. the shelf. So um, we wanted to capture that and then to have more color um, and then also just to protect the product. Mm -hmm. Like our products can be slightly fragile. Some of them are pretty breakable. Mm -hmm. And so this packaging just protects them um, and preserves them. There's a interior bag on the inside of those. Mm -hmm. So the, the product's actually in a plastic bag. We could open one. Cool, up yeah, let's like, do it. So this is the savory pretzels. Um, and so if you're somebody that doesn't want to carry around the canister or you don't want something labeled, you can take the bag with ah, you. So it's just, and just pretzels. Yeah. yeah. Or you might want to throw it back in your backpack. Beautiful. Let me try you know? Let me try Yeah, please feel yeah, free. For sure. Um, and uh, the, the packaging is not easy, right? I mean, that, people, I think, kind of gloss over this. Uh, but packaging is a real packaging challenge. Packaging is I mean, incredibly challenging. Yeah. It why, really why is it so hard? There's so many elements that you have to consider, um, you know, all the verbiage that needs to be on there, especially with medical cannabis products. I'm good for now. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just a lot of um, legal things that need to be included on here. And then just the branding side of it has to be really strong. Um, and then, you know, like when you're designing packaging, there's so much room for error, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not like updating your files and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and then you have to, you have to really um, purchase quite a lot mm -hmm. when you get printed product like Got that. It. Like These, how many, how minimums. many do you have to buy? Oh, usually like 5,000 per SKU. Wow. Okay. So and you have a lot of huge, SKUs. It's yeah. an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Like mm. we'll get printed bags for the treatables eventually. Um, but that, yeah, it's like a process. You get yeah. the stickered bags first, and then you move on to the printed bags, and then Got we'll it. maybe we'll do canisters for the treatables as well. And um, as far as the regulation, I mean, what, what is required to be on this packaging? Basically, um, I can show you the parts that are required. Yeah, sure. Like, even the placement of medical cannabis one. and the size of the font in comparison with the other oh, things I see. on there. The dosage is required. Um, and this is all required for medical mm -hmm. use. Got it. Um, for medical use only, mm -hmm. keep out of the reach of children and pets. We add that because yeah. we want to make sure people are yeah. not 
sometimes people get confused. They're like, oh, you guys make products sure. for pets. I'm going to give my dog the pretzels. And we're like, oh, no, no yeah. please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, cool. So tell me a little bit. The, the font ratio has to be a certain uh, yeah. way? Or? Yeah. There's very specific uh, guidelines on this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. When you really dive into all the details, there's a lot to remember. We, we missed a few things too, so the next round of canisters is going to have even more information on there. Got it. And no nutrition facts on here. Yeah, right? couldn't fit them. Couldn't fit them. And that's not part of the, the regulation. You don't have to have... We've actually been forced to take the nutrition facts off of our product in ah. some counties ah. in uh, San Francisco. So that it's clear that it's a food, but not a food. It's <laughs> clearly... <laughs> crazy actually yeah. i mean yeah. patients should know what they're eating yeah i mean i just ate a pretzel and it tastes yeah. like a pretzel yeah. right so it'd be cool to know like it'd be cool to know that. that's why yeah. we put them on the website we want people to know um, yeah. but we don't we don't want to keep the information from them mm -hmm. but for some reason there's some health departments that want this to be acknowledged only as medicine and yeah. not as food and medicine got it so so a few other interesting things on here. Mm -hmm. One dose is mm -hmm. two to three pretzels. Mm -hmm. So this is a part of it that I find fascinating because mm -hmm. like what quantifies a dose, right? Like yeah. my dose can be very different from someone else's dose. Yeah, we decided to go with what Colorado and Washington are doing, which is a 10 milligram dose. Okay. And I think that's a really smart place to start. Yep. It's a, just a baseline and it's, it's, um, it's a f safe amount for a beginner to start with. Yep. Yet someone who has a high tolerance, they're, they might want a lot more than that. They yep. might need 10 doses or 20 doses, but at least if we're all using the same standard, right. then there's a way to quantify it. Which but, is the most exciting part about mm -hmm. it via increasingly being more legal, right? Yeah. And more regulation behind it is that hopefully we do have a really good idea mm -hmm. of what's in this, both nutritionally mm -hmm. uh, and as far as cannabis so that we can make correct decisions. One thing I always advise new patients is like, just take your time, yeah. you know, go slow. Yeah. Uh, because you can't get it out of your system. Exactly. Although I have heard of a couple companies working on products that, like pills that can kind of make you yeah. high. Which They're probably is made with CBD. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, as of now, you can't really take it out. So, yeah. so like, yeah. be careful, you know? And I guess the same goes for anything else, right? Yeah. Alcohol or coffee, yeah. but uh, moderation is, is crucial. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what else is on here? Made with coconut oil. Mm -hmm. uh, so is that the solvent or uh, what actual cannabis is in here? You know, what where It's CO2 oil. If you look at the bottom, uh, the it. ingredients are underneath. Oh, okay. And uh, we use supercritical CO2 oil. Okay, yep. And that gets infused into the coconut oil before we incorporate it into the other ingredients. I see. In the process. So similar to like a vape pen, right? Like this is a CO2. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Shout out Absolute Extracts. Met those guys yesterday. Nice. Um, but yeah. Great product. Uh, it is a great product, yeah. right? I like the Grape Stomper. One pretty, of my favorites. Pretty much exclusively. Do, yeah. do you know what your favorite uh, cartridge is? I like their um, Sour D yeah. cartridges. Are they you also a, do a sativa kind of person? Yeah, usually mm -hmm. for work and stuff. Um, yeah. Or I, I do CBD. They do a, a CBD cartridge yep. as well I really like. Yep. That one's awesome. Well, they have their whole CBD line. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, Care by Design. Care yeah, by I love, design. I love that stuff. It's great. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the ingredients on here are pretty typical. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the CO2 extract, pretzels, <laughs> which is what you would expect. Uh, you know, there's salt and, and a little bit of garlic in it, coconut oil. I mean, it's, it's just food, even there's though we don't have... There's actually 28 ingredients in the sauce. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot that I didn't read, mostly because I didn't want to embarrass myself by mispronouncing things. But <laughs> I guess by default, I'm just embarrassing myself doing a talk show. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, when you read this, 120 milligrams of THC, mm-hmm. that's quite a bit of THC, right? Yeah, it is. But then when you break it down pretzel by pretzel, it's not so big a deal, right? Like that's, that's the whole concept behind our products. Yeah. All of the taller canisters have multiple pieces inside uh-huh. so that you can titrate your dosage a bit better. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So glow, uh, glazed pecans here. Those are delicious if yeah. you want to open them up. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm just going <laughs> to... What's your tolerance level like? Um, it's pretty good. Okay. I'm, I'm okay, yeah. Pretty good being pretty high or pretty low? Uh, oh, that's a very <laughs> interesting distinction. Good means low. Yeah, I no, I'm a, you don't have uh, to yeah. eat a bunch to that's get That's true. High. No, sometimes I will take a break from cannabis for some time mm-hmm. to, you know, lower that tolerance. But uh, no, I'm a, I'm a pretty heavy, uh, okay. pretty heavy then consumer. Have at it. Mm. Don't be shy. Mm. <laughs> I just like to gauge that before I let people die. It's in. a really good question. <laughs> mm. This is delicious. Thank you. This is delicious. Which one is the is the best selling? The pretzels. The pretzels. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that is? I don't know. Everybody seems to love pretzels. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they're sugar free as well. Mm. And um, a lot of our products are sugar free, or they're made with coconut sugar, which is low glycemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're just you know we don't want to spike the blood sugar when we're medicating. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Or include white sugar, which is um, like a known carcinogen. So, it's delicious. Thank you. And it's beautiful packaging. What's next? I mean, where does all the growth come from? You know, yeah. How do you get into, uh, we were talking briefly about county to county, there's different regulations, uh, and it's very challenging kind of to scale right now. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How, how's, how are we going to fix that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Well, statewide regulations in California is definitely going to help mm-hmm. a lot, especially for producers like us that work with all these counties and mm-hmm. we're, our products all over the state. It's going to be a lot less cumbersome, mm. I think, to mm. do business. It's going to be nice to have a for-profit as opposed to a not-for-profit uh, model for our state. Totally. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to bring a new level of professionalism mm-hmm. to this industry. Uh, not that there's anything wrong for having a cannabis business for the sake of having a cannabis business. Mm-hmm. For most, for a lot of people, it's a lifestyle choice, and that's yeah. great. Uh, but I think to get to the next level, that's an incredible uh, regulation to to reverse, I guess. Yeah. It's a reverse, right? Um, so, I mean, what are the challenges specifically with edibles? I mean, mm-hmm. is there any distinction, any any uh, reference made in the regulations for edibles? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, unfortunately, it's pretty um, vague and it's not very much. Um, there's not a lot of uh, information in there on edibles. Which Got it. Is you know, I'm sure there's going to be changes. Yeah. There's definitely going to be changes. So what does it say before. now in terms of edibles? Like it's just, it's literally so basic. There's not even anything about dosage or a potency cap or anything like that. Wow. Those more um, detailed regs are probably going to come with the um, adult use right. recreational. I think right, that's right. when they're going to dive into all that. Mm. But um, MRSA doesn't say much about it at all. Got it. So, so basically you're just using best practices yeah, from but there's, Colorado. There's manufacturing licenses uh, that uh. we'll be able to get, which is huge. Right now we're not a licensed profession, Got so, um, and nor are cultivators. So everything that's being produced and sold in dispensaries right now in California is like basically being made on the black market, mm. technically. Mm. You know, mm, so yeah. so now all of these people are going to have licenses, which makes getting a bank account really difficult and paying yeah. your taxes difficult yeah, and just, all those things. 
Yeah, um, the bank account thing is an inherent problem in yes, this industry. Yes, that's that's yeah. a federal thing. That's mm -hmm. huge, and it's going to be the biggest one of our biggest deterrents for um, growing this industry. But also one of the biggest opportunities right? for banks or for who? Which definitely for banks, yeah. But I yeah, I think out. in terms of technology, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's definitely a way to do this and be disruptive. Yeah. Uh, and no one has quite done it yet. Yeah. Uh, there's a number of people working on it, but that's yeah. the part that I find fascinating. Yeah. It's like, who's the really smart person that's going to figure this out? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. There's a lot to figure out, especially that with the 280E tax provision. Those are the two biggies. We have to work through this stuff and, yep. and change it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you measure growth? I mean, what are some of the metrics that you, you look towards uh, on yeah. an oral basis? Well, you know, we look at our sales figures, uh -huh. obviously. Uh -huh. um, we look at our territories and how big they have grown or not. Um, just, yeah, or exposure, you know, in the media and how, you know, how much exposure we have and how much attention we're getting and stuff like that. Those and, are all and what does that do to sales? Do you see the direct spike? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, like with Treatables, we've, we've received quite a bit of press with that. And um, you know, as a side result, we've also gotten a lot of press for Auntie Dolores mm -hmm. because of mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that certainly helped to get the message out to outside of California. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we started getting these orders yeah, from, from everywhere. other places. Is because people were they saw something on the news or they read something in some newspaper or read something online. And I think it's fascinating that you can ship the. Uh, the uh, dog CBD, the treatables, anywhere, right? Yeah. But you're pretty restricted as to what you can do with the cannabis side. Yeah. Which is, must be a frustrating part of the Yeah, of so your when business, you talk right? about how do you measure growth, like yeah. with cannabis, you have to also like measure how much your growth is going to be stifled by sure. the crazy regulations. Yeah. And how, like, I really feel like Auntie Dolores has the potential to be this huge international brand, but we're stifled by these laws that yep. we can't ship across state lines and it being federally illegal still, and only having a certain amount of states that are actually medical cannabis states and trying to set up a licensee, um, you know, partnerships in these other states to produce the product. It's just, yeah. it's a big it's headache crazy. that, that yeah. we just don't I mean, wanna. I see your business as a direct to consumer business, right? Yeah, which pretty, we pretty do. Clearly. Oh, you do well, that as we well? We do to a certain extent We because we are a legal co-op. We've yeah. been operating as a co-op for okay. like five years now. Yeah. So um, we actually have patients in our co-op and all that. So wow. we, and we work with them directly. It's just, it's most of our business is through the dispensaries. And and they come to you or you do delivery? Yeah, or? we do. We, we will meet with them and yeah. Got it. The product to them. Yeah. Got it. And what size of your, you know, what percentage of your business would you say is done straight through you? Maybe five or ten percent. Very small. It's not a lot at all. Very yeah. small. And why is that? I mean, wh why not try to increase I don't that know. size? I don't know. To be honest, I mean, yeah. I, it, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think people are just they like to go into a shop. You yeah. Know? Especially in the Bay Area, there's so many shops to go into here. Mm -hmm. It's not like a restrictive area like San Diego where people are relying on delivery services yeah. and, and stuff like and that. And can you do delivery? Is that uh, like legally? Technically, uh, yeah, I, yeah, as yeah. a co-op, yeah. Because I totally see this as like a, like a subscription box. Yeah, exactly. Right now, if we um, after January first, we can also get like a delivery uh, uh, license for that. So Got there's it. there's actually gonna have they're gonna have delivery services and dispensary licenses. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, separate. Yeah, yeah. So that's just another area that's like there's finally some. And do you intend to do that? Is that yeah, yeah, we'd like to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Yeah, because I think. 
uh, I mean, you have great social media presence as well, right? Thank and you. so, uh, you know, if you can convert people from social media mm -hmm. to direct buys or subscription, mm -hmm. I mean, you're mm -hmm. cutting out so much of the, the middleman, right? Your yeah. margin is just incredible that way. Um, but yeah. yeah, but we don't like to compete with our dispensaries that way either. Yep. So we kind of just, you know, we try to keep everything um, pretty s standard pricing and all that. But like the people that go to dispensaries, uh, they they just like dispensaries, right? They're going to mm -hmm. continue going there. They buy flowers when yeah. they buy their pretzels or whatever. I don't really see it as direct competition. I mean, I, I yeah. guess it is in some way. Uh, maybe if we were lowering our prices, it yeah, would be it yeah, yeah, it would be a problem. Right, right. Well, but you wouldn't have to lower the price. You just keep yeah, more just, of it, yeah. right? <laughs> There's that. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough business. Yeah. We've come to my favorite part of the show, which is I just like, I'm fascinated by the guests like personal uh, cannabis consumption. So like, <laughs> it's Saturday today, right? Yeah. Like, are you, uh, are you gnawing on some pretzels? <laughs> Do you smoke as well? I mean, what, yeah. what kind of Actually, I have, I have the vape pen. I'm, I'm always carrying probably two or three vape pens Got on it. me and I trade off throughout the day Got and stuff. It. And, and then I do edibles. And you prefer that to flowers or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Convenience, discretion, taste. I mean, so many reasons. I yeah. love flour. I mean, I'll smoke. Sure. You know, I'm not picky. I think it's good to mix it up. Yeah. You know, it's really good for your system yeah. to have a combination of products and cannabinoids and, yeah. and all that. So. Yeah. And uh, of your products, if you can, I know they're like your babies, but <laughs> what, what's your favorite? The Glaze Pecans. Yeah. yeah they they're, were delicious. They're amazing. By the way. They're really oh, good on salads and. In soup, and you can bake them into cookies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. make wow. a pecan pie. Wow! And yeah. any products coming down the road, like new things that you can talk about, or? Yeah, yeah, we're going to develop more CBD edibles. Uh -huh. So this is our um, CBD brownie. It's 50 milligrams of CBD, and this is another product that's actually available worldwide. Cool. Um, it's got a different package when we ship it out of state, but it is made with the same hemp-derived CBD that we use for the dog treats. Cool. So we're going to start to make some of our other products in a CBD version yep. as well, such yep. as the pretzels and possibly the pecans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think People food and, and CBD is such an obvious uh, combination. Yeah. The sort of like all CBD strains of flowers or oils, yeah. like, I mean, I get it, you know, you yeah. want to give people options, but uh, I don't think that that's the way that people will consume CBD in the yeah, future. Right. Uh, if anything, like maybe the sprays or a tincture uh -huh. or something like that, you yeah. know, but uh, I think that smoking is, even though I like it a lot, yeah. uh, com becoming passe, right? I mean, uh, well, sadly, like when CBD first started becoming popular in the dispensaries, that was what you would see in dispensaries is the flowers and not a lot of products yet because yeah. it wasn't there yet. But, um, Unfortunately, those strains just sat on the shelves and, and didn't sell very well. And I think it's because of what you just said. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in CBD, you're probably gonna, you'd rather yeah. eat it or vaporize it, but not smoke it because it's not yeah. the healthiest way to right. consume it. And it's all Yeah, health, I mean, so. smoking isn't good for you, right? Like, there's, there's not really any yeah. way around it. Yeah. No, it's not as bad as, as smoking cigarettes habitually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you are a new consumer of cannabis, like, you probably should go a different direction other yeah, than smoking, right? Absolutely. Plus, I think smoking can hit you so quickly sometimes mm -hmm. that if you're not experienced, it's a very overwhelming effect mm -hmm. to begin with, mm -hmm. you know? Um, mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, plug some stuff. AntiDolores.com, mm -hmm. right? Uh, AntiDolores.com. Yep. Treatables.com. Okay. 
and your social accounts on Twitter mm -hmm. and Twitter, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. all just Anti Dolores. You got all of them. Anti Dolores and Treatables. Yeah, and Treatables. They both have of separate. Them. Mm -hmm. Wow. Was there any trouble getting all those uh, all those names or no? They were yeah. just available. Incredible. It's the first thing we do is secure our yeah. You know, all our oh, but I've heard people spending a lot of money to buy Instagram accounts from people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We've. Um, we spent a lot of money on all that stuff. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. so super. Just got the it. trademarking and copywriting of yeah. like all of our marks and everything. That alone is a huge, huge expense. Yeah. Legal fees associated and, and everything. It's it's a lot. Got it. So yeah. have you guys, can are, have you taken on investment yet? Or? Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. It is called investing in cannabis. I yeah, guess we yeah. could get to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about what, what round are you in? You know, like. Yeah. We finished our round about two months ago. Got it. And we raised 1.25. Got it. But most of the money was actually raised last year. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we were able to rebrand. Um, and is that, uh, how many times have you taken money now? Is that like a seed or an A or do you classify it like that at all? Or? Um, no, no. It was just a $1.25 million Got raise. Got yeah. it. And that's yeah, the first time that you've, you've raised mm -hmm. money? Got it. Mm -hmm. Cool. And totally bootstrapped before that for yeah. a long time, right? Six years. So why, why the decision to raise the 1.25? Because we hit a wall. I mean, we just, you know, trying to manage the cash flow in this industry. You know, we can't get on terms with any of our suppliers. Mm. There's just always um, difficulties with cash flow management mm. in this in this industry, especially when you're purchasing, like, expensive oil for your products and, and packaging all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was just for us to even be able to rebrand, we had to raise money. Ah. And then we got a bunch of new software, and, and we've put it to great use. And Treatables, a lot of the raise was um, actually to help push that along. We yeah. rebranded that recently, too. So Yeah, yeah. got it. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, do you predict raising money in another year I or think six so, months? Yeah. Or? yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna want to raise some more money, um, especially for treatables, um, since it's such a big opportunity. And um, hopefully, when there's you know less federal, um, you know regulations around um, selling out of state, maybe we can sell Auntie Dolores the same way that we're selling treatables. Mm -hmm. um, so those are all things that we're. Yeah. interested in seeing happen. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Do you like raising money? Um, it definitely detracts from operating the business. Yeah. It, it's it's a huge, It's a, takes a lot of time mm -hmm. just, you know, and you want to develop those relationships really well. Yep. So it, you have to put the time in. So yeah, it, it's hard to run a company and raise money at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I wouldn't want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard it's a distraction. Uh, you know, I've been a part of a, a few tech companies uh, done a little bit of fundraising uh, myself or, yeah. you know, assisted in that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of a love-hate thing, you know? Yeah. Like, people either get off on that moment where it's, like, kind of tense and you got to yeah. negotiate and whatever, and yeah. then some people, myself included, like, I think that's a really cool experience, you know? Yeah. So, I think it just depends who you are, but it is a big distraction, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then, what, what's the runway like from now? I mean, so you raised the 1.25. I mean, mm -hmm. you must have been profitable before that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have made it six years, so... Yeah. Uh, what like when will you know that it's the next time you know a good time to raise money again? Um, well, probably I'm looking at the the needs that we have like with treatables and wanting to like do outsource manufacturing and just things that cost like large sums of money. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. purchasing all the CBD that we need to actually do a huge production run. Got it. Is like those are all just like real expenses involved. Got that it. You're, and you have to who do you make for. that massive purchase from? I mean. 
Uh, you don't have to say their name, obviously, but yeah, how does that how does that happen? We've got about four different suppliers of CBD. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. And it's all all from um, very similar sources, same type of process that's being used to extract it. All pharmaceutical grade product. Yep. Really clean. Nothing that's grown in China. Everything's grown in Europe, and uh, yeah, just really superior quality CBD. Yeah. That's incredible. So California, I'm, I'm assuming. And uh, CBD is just very expensive still. It's probably uh, about three to four times the price of THC. And still. Is, is that based on additional labor or why, why is it so much more expensive? Just I think novelty? it's based on, um, you know, supply and demand yeah. more than anything, but yeah. also the process, um, especially like the hemp derived CBD. If there's very small amounts of CBD on the hemp plant. So mm -hmm. the process of extracting it is like a lot there's a lot involved with that mm. that's where a lot of the costs got it come in got and it. then importing and all that stuff is expensive as well got it yeah i mean uh, it's really interesting that that's kind of the final piece of this that everybody that's still in the shadows right yeah. is is whoever's doing the extraction or the grower or whatever mm -hmm. uh, and i've tried very hard to get growers on this show uh and they're not super excited about it uh i mean growers. beautiful like salt of the earth type people right mm -hmm. and they really are keeping this this uh, industry alive yeah. uh i mean what's gonna have to change i mean when when is that gonna be an okay thing to do i mean that that's a profession that's a career you know yeah honestly we didn't speak to the media till about two years ago yeah the first six years in business we'd never ever talk to the media right we just wouldn't it's, you're just you afraid know, right isn't yeah, that the, yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still farms being raided I all know. the time. There's businesses being raided all the time mm -hmm. here in California. And mm -hmm. I think it's, um, we're so close to being a regulated state, but I guess, you know, there's robberies and yeah. <laughs> illegal raids happening yeah. still. And like Just everybody wants to talk about uh, the impending adult use in California, right? And mm -hmm. hopefully 2016 that happens. But I actually see that as a much smaller part of it, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to what's happening on the federal level, because people are still gonna live in fear. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're in California or you're in Washington or Colorado, if you can be raided yeah. by the DEA, you know? I mean, that's still a real thing. And I have concerns about, uh, you know, if we have a very conservative president elected, is mm -hmm. he gonna decide that we have to respark the war on drugs here? I mean, what, what's your opinion on kind of how federal influences this state, and is that a concern of yours? I mean, Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's a concern every moment of every day, Yeah, you know? Um, but what's interesting is that not all conservative politicians are against cannabis, you yep. know? Yep. And so um, I think it's pretty remarkable, but actually there's been a lot more raids in Obama's administration than there right. were in Bush's. Right, so, even um, though he's outwardly come out and, and yeah, of, but his yeah. first term, I mean, there were so many raids yeah. in those years. They were th the worst years of the industry mm -hmm. here in California. Mm -hmm. So, um, unfortunately, we can't safely say that a Democratic president's right. going to lead us right. into, yeah. you know, a yeah. fully federally... I, I feel that most people don't really realize that. I mean, maybe yeah. if you're in the industry, you do. Most people don't realize that Obama's policy has been yeah. pretty anti-cannabis, yeah. right? I mean, No, they don't realize yeah. it. They also don't realize how often these raids are happening and I mean there's something on YouTube a dispensary that was being raided and one of the cameras that they didn't get 
that caught the whole activity. The the officers were eating the edibles and laughing about it while wow. they were performing the raid. Wow. And this all got caught on where was this? Film. I forget where now, but oh, yeah, wow. uh, there's there's so many stories of raids, like illegal warrantless raids, mm -hmm. happening in the last like 18 months. Sure. Um, so Scary it's just stuff. it's it's yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. And it's not front page news, you know? Right, 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 so people yeah. hear why, it and they're like, really? Yeah, That's not, exactly. that can't be happening. And right. Like, no, it actually happened. Yeah. And there's yeah. cameras that caught it all. Yeah. And there's lots of accounts of like them shooting dogs and stuff, yeah. right? And like supposedly like attack or security mm -hmm. dogs, but hard to know what actually happens during those raids, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have, we've had several, uh, what I call like weed warriors. Uh -huh. on the program, Debbie Goldsberry yeah. and Ed Rosenthal, and um, to hear them speak about it is pretty inspiring yeah. to hear what they've dealt with in their career and mm -hmm. kind of getting us to this point. And, Absolutely. Uh, but you too are fighting the good fight here, <laughs> yeah. and I commend you. I just get to Thanks. sit here and talk to cool people, <laughs> and uh, there's people taking real risk out there, so I applaud you. Thank you for doing that. Thank and you. the food is delicious, Thank you. and uh, I wish you continued success here. Uh, let me know when it's time to raise a little bit more money. We're uh, we're pretty good at that around here. Oh, cool. So yeah, All right. yeah, That's totally. Awesome. Well, thanks again for watching, guys. Thanks to Juliana for being here. Uh, you can check us out anywhere that content is consumed. So <laughs> investing in cannabis TV is uh, up and live. It's pretty cool. You can check that out. Uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and I think we're working on a Snapchat too. You can check that out. Snapchat takes a lot of time, honestly. Mm -hmm. Have you tried, have you played with Snapchat at all? Yeah, it's like a lot of engagement. And mm -hmm. plus, I, like, I think you gotta be like 17, but that's, <laughs> I have a 17 year old sister. Anyway, uh, thanks for watching guys. I'll see you next time, bye.